Business Books. Business Books. On The Money Show. Monday night on The Money Show. That's when we look at business books. And I'm delighted to have Professor Raymond Parsons in studio with me this evening. He has written Zoomonomics Revisited. The first edition of the book came out in 2013, towards the end of no, 2013. The first Zoomonomics. Oh, that was 2009, before 2009. the 2009 election. Right. We did Zoomonomics. Now we're doing... Zoomonomics Revisited. Okay. Zoomonomics Revisited. Um, the first time round, you, you had lots of opinion makers. Correct. Um, and you edited the book. This is all your own work. It's a solo flight. Yes. Okay. Give me a sense of what is, in, in the real world of uh, every day, what is Zoomonomics? Well, when I put the book together a few months ago, I, I felt that really we had to look into the crystal ball. We had this election coming, uh, which we knew. We knew also that uh, we were uh, going to celebrate our twenty our 20 years of democracy, that we would be uh, very proud of many things, but we would also realize that there was a lot of unfinished business. So what what Zoonomics Revisited really has done is to look into the crystal ball and say, well, what is the road from, from Mangahung to 2030 in terms of our national development plan, which was then on the table? And it's quite interesting, Bruce, because normally, you know, when a book is launched, which this was about six months ago, the fact was that um, you know, there's a big spurt. Everyone's interested. It was launched by the deputy president at the time. Uh, and then there's a leveling off uh, in the interest. Now, suddenly in the last few days with the election, there's been a renewed interest, I'm told, uh, that uh, because, you know, it's part of the crystal ball. Where do we sure. now go? It looked at this election. What would be the what would be the, these challenges that we would face once uh, we got past this election? Uh, I, 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 like, I, like, I love the, the, the picture on the front is the same as it was the first time around, slightly refreshed. Um, it's almost like an X-ray image of Jacob Zuma. And in that, you've, you've, you've sort of divided up his head into different elements and you've got growth in there, you've got government written in there, but very clearly spelled out in the center of the image, in the center of the mind of the president, you've got the National Development Plan. And over the weekend, we've heard Gwede Mantashi refer to it, we've heard a number of senior ANC officials refer to this uh, amorphous national development plan, 400 pages of, of wish list. It's, uh, as somebody else put it earlier on, it was Kevin Lings from Stanlib saying it's less of a plan, more than uh, more of a sort of a, a broad sort of brushstrokes wish list uh, for South Africa. Is the national development plan a detailed enough document to take us forward for the next five years? Well, in, in this book, Zoonomics Revisited, which, as, as you indicate, uh, it did suggest by the cover that we're looking more deeply mm. into where we want to be. And that is precisely what the National Development Plan is trying to do. Now, I think we must understand, Bruce, that the background is we've been here many times before. There's, of course, the Reconstruction and Development Plan. There's GEAR. There was the Growth and Development Summit. There was as GISA. There was a new growth path as recent as, as indeed 2010. Yeah. And... Now we have this product, which was the product of, of the National Planning Commission, and which is very different to all the previous plans, which were top-down. They were either politically driven or bureaucratically driven. Now, for the first time, we had a National Planning Commission of 27 independent people who arrived at a view of what sort of vision we should have in the future. Now, if you want to nitpick, let's do it. Mm. 
But factly, the fact is that we've got an economy that's got it back to the wall. It's Absolutely. got its back to the wall. We've got to address th- these various structural issues of unemployment, of inequality, of growth. We've got to do it. There's a plan on the table. Is it perfect? No. no. Is it a magic wand? No. But what is the alternative? I'm not here to nitpick. I'm saying in the book, let's take it with both hands because it is suggesting, because it is an independent plan, uh, which was the product of inclusive consultation, may I add, that it's saying let's grasp the opportunities of the next few years. Let's collectively do that. And it's also suggesting that part of the curse of the past, apart from the the lack of implementation of all the previous plans that we've had, is we've been too beholden to certain isms, capitalism, socialism, globalism, communism. I'm saying, and the plan is saying, there's only one ism for the future, and that's pragmatism. And, and, And that's the way to go. Different pra- levels. I mean, I'm a pragmatic person. You're a pragmatic person. Zuelan Zima Vavi believes he's a pragmatic person. Um, our, our pragmatism is clouded by our ideology as well. And, and the National Development Plan has not been bought into by the left of the ANC. And the, the ANC is still the tripartite alliance, and it has still got to sell this plan within its own constituency. Or is it but going w- to be able to bulldoze it through? What did President Zuma say on Saturday, among other things? Uh, when he spoke at a certain function, he said, among other things, he said, I now feel I have a green light to go ahead with with the National Development Plan. Now, we've got to make that happen, of mm. course, because, you know, of course, the rhetoric is one thing. In fact, the practicalities are another. But we know what the people out there want. They've given the government a mandate on the National Development yeah. Plan. So we now look, I think, all of us who are interested in the future of the country, but the people out there, the business community, including Labour, will say, look, we've got to make this plan work. You don't need complete consensus. You need sufficient consensus. Now, what is that? You don't, must, you don't have to, by the way, from a political point of view, only take the ANC's percentage, add in the DA, add in the IFP, and you find that, in fact, you have a 90% mandate for the National Development Plan. And also, I mean, that, that, that sufficient consensus principle is the, the Cyril Ramaphosa approach of negotiations um, in, in 1994, wasn't Just it? remember also mm. that, Cyril, that Cyril Ramaphosa is now likely to be the deputy president. Yeah. He was vice chairman of the National Planning Commission, which produced the, the, this plan. And he is uniquely placed to be charged by, indeed, President Zuma and say, take this and make it happen because this is, in fact, my legacy. My legacy is can I turn this economy round in the next five years? That's the challenge we all face, might I say, immediately. It's not just government responsibility. It's also other stakeholders have got to come to the party and make things happen. And I think that's, that's what my book is saying. It's saying I've looked into the crystal ball. I think this is what the election is likely to yield. This is the mandate it's going to yield. But it's not a magic wand. But we do want to stay out of a low growth trap, which is where we're heading if we don't turn this around. We do want to bring unemployment down. We do want to reduce poverty. Above all, we want to reduce inequality. 
you're not going to do it overnight. You've got to take a longer-term view. And if some people say, but 16 years is a long time, I would say to them, look how, twi- how the past <laughs> 20 years have gone. What's no, 16 years? Uh, absolutely. And I want to make this point too. When one makes an appeal for a pragmatic approach, a well-known Chinese leader was recently asked to explain the 30 years of what you'd call the Chinese economic miracle, if you yeah. like. And he said... We were, in fact, very pragmatic in in how we set about our development. Mm. And he used the analogy, and he wasn't speaking racially. He said, we didn't ask whether the cat was black or white. We simply asked, could it catch the mice? (laughs) (laughs) And I think if we (laughs) could adopt that attitude, let's be pragmatic. Let's find the solutions that we need. And above all, the issue of implementation. When we look at the number of plans we've had that have not been implemented, and I think I've said on this program before, but let me say it again. If we could have factored talking into our growth rate, we would have been the fastest growing economy in the world. And we have to understand that there's a global economy out there in which we have to compete. And and, and we're doing on the basis now of very successful elections, well run. Uh, There are definitive outcomes That's not the whole story. It's how you use that. And now we've got to bring our economy back onto the center stage. We've now done a good job in getting what I'd call the politics in quotes right now. Now we've got a mandate. Now we've got to get the economics in quotes right. And I think the National Development Plan, which I try to explain in the book, is the platform on which we can build an economy which will be stronger, bigger, and better by 2030. That's the hope. that It lies in our hands to turn that hope into reality. And you do make the point, you dedicate a chapter to it, the fact there's the National Development Plan and President Jacob Zuma's place in history. Uh, The last five years, characterized by his personal foibles, he's got up to five years in order to... To, to make an impact and a positive impact on South Africa. I think all, and and he, yes. he's a man like anybody else who's got an ego who would like to be remembered positively. All rather heads than of state, when they get into their second or third or whatever is the final term of office, in this case it's, it's, his, it's his second term, they begin to think about what is our legacy. Yeah. He hasn't asked to be on the world stage. He has not chosen to be a Mandela or, or even a Thabo what is What is the legacy that he can aspire to is to say, given where our, where our economy is now, given the challenges of unemployment, poverty and inequality, I would like to say by the time I've stepped down, I've begun to turn this economy round. We are one third of our way towards 2030 and the goals of the National Development Plan. I've pushed this. I've assembled a team. I've cooperated with key stakeholders and I can step down in 2019 and say, I've begun to turn this economy round. We have a higher growth rate. Uh, We've got job-rich growth. Unemployment is coming down. All those important indicators that we want to see at a better level, he would want to be able to say, that is my legacy that I hand to my successor, that he can now take this economy to the next level. But the instrument that he is now committed to is the National Development Plan. Mm. What my book seeks to do is to say, how can you best do this? Because 
There is no magic wand and it will not fall like manna from heaven. It all has to be worked for. You, you also conclude, can South Africa prove the skeptics wrong? And you conclude that South Africa has proven the skeptics wrong for, for the last two decades and can and should continue to do so. We, have, it, to, we have no choice. We have, to, we have to build on our strengths and urgently address our weaknesses. Here we get Professor Raymond Parsons, the uh, author of Zoomonomics Revisited, captivating title, captivating cover as well. X-ray image of President Jacob Zuma with the National Development Plan Center Stage.